Welcome to Lost in Menstruation, a podcast for women who want to find a better way to hormonal health. I'm your host, Gemma Barry, an ex-nurse, period activist, comedian and herbalist. You might think that's a strange combination, but I wouldn't be where I am without those skills, let me tell you. Be ready for health tips and banter, no filter talking, belly laughs, and most importantly, finding your map so you aren't lost in menstruation. This is the stuff you wish you'd known years ago, but it's never too late. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Lost in Menstruation. Today, I am joined by the fabulous Lindsay Booth, who is a comedian and writer. Um, Hi, how are you doing, my love? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Um, We had a slight uh, panic, didn't we, earlier, that this was going to be a um, a recorded visual uh, podcast today and yeah. both had like hair dramas but it's fine <laughs> I, even, I have to say I even put a bit of mascara on just in case well I'll let I you know put mascara I'll, on for months <laughs> I've got mascara on from yesterday I look, we're all good <laughs> so um Lindsay what got you started into comedy um, yeah, so, uh, so I started writing about uh, six or seven years ago, just kind of short stories, things like that. And I found my, um, what I was writing tended to have, well, people laughed at, <laughs> whether, whether I wanted them to or not. Um, and somebody suggested that, that maybe kind of maybe go a bit more into sort of comedy writing. Anyway, as a result, I did a sketch writing course, which I really enjoyed. And the guy who taught that also taught stand up. And it was just sort of a bit of a progression. And I just thought, ah, there's a few of us sort of did it but for a bit of a laugh, really. Yeah. And um, literally. And it was, um, I just loved it. I really enjoyed it. We did the course. I found it was really good for writing because yeah. you have to keep things nice and succinct. And um, yeah, I, I just, if I'm honest, I really, <laughs> once you get up on stage and make people laugh, it's incredibly addictive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of how it started. But it's been a bit of a, bit of a slow journey. I would, I would never have dreamt of myself doing this a few years back. It's, um, it seems a bit crackers. Oh, uh, I think it's great. I think so many people have fallen into it that way. Mm. Um, and like you say, it's a nice way to stretch yourself. You think, oh, I could never do that. I mean, I'm sure you must have had, oh my God, you're so brave. Like, <gasps> oh yeah. It must be the I scariest think... thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, and from people who, you know, from people who act, the actors have said, oh, I could never get up and do stand up. That's like the scariest thing. Or I've tried it and it was just really awful. And I think... <laughs> It's really weird. I don't know why. I actually, I would find the idea of acting yeah. much harder than, than, cause, cause when you do stand up, you, you are, you're still you, albeit you've got a bit of a persona, yeah. you know, you choose a particular persona to go with, but you are kind of feels like you're chatting. For me, I feel like I'm yeah. chatting to the audience. So yeah. it doesn't feel like, um, although, you're, although you're terribly rehearsed, <laughs> uh, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as scary. No. Uh, I suppose yeah. the uh, I actually I love the fact that it's just you and your mic and a spotlight mm. like that is that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's lovely your feeling when you come off stage. You kind yeah. of it really is a it's a real adrenaline rush. But it's so much work oxytocin as well. Like when we're laughing and mm. they're, they're all the good hormones and you know when we could all be in a room together, that's really infectious as well. Yeah. Um. So all of us come away feeling like on a great high. So um, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's such a it's such a good positive thing to do. Um, even if like maybe the comedy doesn't hit the note for you exactly because it's so yeah. subjective. Just being in a room with everyone else laughing their heads off is still yeah. funny. 
yeah. and you're with other comedians who are going through the same thing so you 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 know you're all in the same boat even yeah. if you don't talk to anybody before you go up because it's too you're too busy concentrating on what you've got to say and you yeah. don't very rarely i very rarely listen to anyone who's on before me yeah <laughs> yeah awful. that's very true i say to them afterwards oh that was great but i really didn't hear a word because i was too busy <laughs> running through my own set but everyone afterwards I, i'll call you that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the two strangest things i've seen in a comedy uh, night this was at the backyard comedy um uh, i saw a lady brought her dog with her it was like a little chihuahua-y thing. Oh, okay. I had to put my glasses on. I'm like, am I, am I seeing, is that a cat or is that a dog? And she had it sat on her lap. Brilliant. What, in the audience, you mean? In the audience, yeah. Oh, wow. um, okay. She brought it along with her. And it was at the same place. It was another night. A guy fell asleep. He had had quite a lot to drink, I think. But I've never seen oh. this. He was sat in the audience, like just <laughs> head back, like absolutely soundo. And the... the um, headliner came out off the stage and like went up to him and woke him up and he was just like one from the left and one from the right like <laughs> it's brilliant it was like the best heckle ever and then he sort of came to and was like oh my god where the hell am i oh my god the comedian's got a microphone right in my face oh my god that's awful that's <laughs> so awful funny. yeah it was so funny uh, he took it all in his good stride but um but yeah. it can actually, I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't because of the comedy, but it can actually, when you go, especially some of the open mic nights, you have so many acts on. Actually, yeah. it's really hard by the time you get to the end, particularly when some people are covering similar-ish similar material. It's quite, yeah. quite strange. And there's nothing wrong with any of the sets, but after a while you go, oh, yeah, okay, come on. Yeah. got to get through it. It's feel like you've got to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being I hate being on first and I hate being on last yeah. oh yeah being on last is a nightmare especially if you know the audience are totally fatigued you're just like yeah you can feel it you can you can feel the energy go in the room can't you yeah you almost just want to get on and go hi my set's really funny I'll leave yeah. there and get off I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it so um you have had a bit of a I think fair to say a hormonal roller coaster <laughs> My family have. <laughs> well, you do. I just you, I take you everyone with me in the driving seat. But no, not really. When you're when you're in that kind of place, you're generally in the boot of the car of the hormonal <laughs> car. Just like ah. Um, so yeah, could you expand a bit for our listeners what's been going on? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, so. I mean, I just I, I kind of started my periods quite late. I'll give quick potted history. Started my periods quite late. I was fifteen. I was desperate, desperate, desperate for a period. <laughs> don't know why now I obviously know better um all my friends had them I even lied about having a period to get out of swimming and I was convinced my swimming teacher knew that I couldn't you know that I hadn't started because for me it was just so obvious that I hadn't yeah. I thought everyone was looking at me and going oh there's a girl who hasn't started um anyway so yeah so and then when I got one the first one was like it lasted eight days and was horrific which is not how it's supposed to start and I just thought oh my god what have I been wishing on myself anyway Cut, fast forward, um, I, I've just always had really bad period pains. Yeah. And um, they're kind of, they literally, it's like the ache goes down my legs, you know. I just feel, I can feel quite, um, what's the word? I just, I just could just flop on the spot, you know. I just, they really are quite debilitating. That's the word I want. Um, and, but I, th I suppose I kind of, I haven't had children. Yep, uh, yep. Which is a disappointment, I'll be honest. It's a disappointment because I was, <laughs> for several reasons. One, I was told, oh. Well, one, I wanted children, but two, I was told that once you've had children, your period pains go away. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so I didn't have children, but um, I'm now 49. And for the last couple of, two or three years, I've been what I think is perimenopausal. Yeah. 
So I, my moods have been, <laughs> it's like I'm a teenager again. Yeah. So my moods have been all over the place. Um, and um, I, I did, to be honest, there could be a number of root causes. It, I mean, it may, not, may or may not be hormones. And in fact, I, I went to a counsellor for a while because I thought I'm going a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, my partner, my poor partner, I think was just, uh, my, I could feel it building me, you know, and I could, it's like a, it's like a volcano. Suddenly this stuff erupts from me, you know, from, from my mouth and I'm just, and I can feel it. I think, God, I'm really being vile. And um, anyway, so I went to see a counsellor and she was lovely. In fact, she said, you know, maybe it was my age and I've got other stuff going on. I was to be perfectly honest, I was, I was widowed a few years ago. And, and I was just like, is it that? Is it grief coming out? Is it that? I've also had um, a thyroid problem. <laughs> so yeah. thyroid, very confusing. Is it, you know, and you just think, what? I don't know what's the root cause of this. Anyway, I decided to, she suggested I speak to the doctor and get, you know, get checked. And I actually thought, I want to eliminate this. Or I, either, I just want to know what's causing it. Because then I feel like I can handle it. I can manage it when, once I know. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of I contacted the doctor and they wouldn't do any tests for me because they said, well, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, so what, even if it is, there's nothing you can do about it. I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going mad or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, anyway, I eventually did manage to get some tests and, um, <laughs> and then we went into lockdown. <laughs> so I couldn't get the results, I know. So, um, and anyway, yeah, so I have, but I have, I've had a phone call and it sounds like it's, I, I got the impression that she couldn't really tell me anything over the phone. I need to make an appointment. And of course I haven't gone back because I'm avoiding any medical facilities like the plague. Um, but yeah, so I, to be honest, I just found it was really, to be told that there was no point in checking, I found really frustrating because apart from that, I was paying to have counselling because I thought I was getting nutty. My partner was having a hard time of it and it's, you know, we all, we all you know, kind of have to put up with things for our partners but I just felt I was I, I knew I was being unreasonable yeah and I just I just know yeah my and it was very much like I was a teenager again to be honest yeah. that's how it felt and my which my family still like to remind me about so that's how hard it was <laughs> they, still, they still talk about me slamming doors um and in fact in fact not only did my family who witnessed it remind me but now my nieces and nephews who weren't there like to talk about how auntie Lindsay Brilliant. auntie Lindsay used to slam the doors that's so great I can't escape this so um oh, yes yeah, so you don't get you don't like get to family support there is there <laughs> no. so I just don't feel like I've ever had a really I don't think I've had a straightforward journey and I'm not if I'm honest I feel a bit pissed off because yeah because I haven't had children and the whole point for me the whole point of a womb yeah uh, is you know sorry so you know that's that may not be how everyone feels I know but for me yeah. <laughs> I'd quite like to have had a baby and gone well at least there was something yeah. but I didn't I feel like I've had a terrible time in my periods pretty much the whole time um and now I'm having a terrible time on the way out um, yeah. and I feel quite sad at their loss because I'm, I'm, they're very infrequent now and I almost you know I used to pray for my period yeah. when I was younger you know you know what if I'm pregnant type thing with my <laughs> if I'm pregnant and now I'm praying for my period because I want to be young yeah. and have regular periods again <laughs> but basically no, I'm never I'm never happy <laughs> it's a really interesting one though like perimenopause is very much like being a teenager in the same way that like you say where your first period was eight days um and then you might not have had another one for six months uh you know and it's all like if you were to look at it as a line it would be a big scribbly mess and all over the place and then as our periods are like going into retirement if you like Mm. uh they do the same thing because our ovaries are handing 
the job over to our adrenals um and so the hormones and everything that you get from uh your ovaries and ovulating and stuff is is taken over from your adrenals in the simplified version and then uh things like cortisol and stuff that is released from there is then turned into estrogen and all of that kind of thing through your liver and it's all a very like big journey of how you get your hormones and things um that changes just from not ovulating as often so it kind of makes sense that you have that kind of spikiness around I feel better already and I'd like you to be my doctor <laughs> no, seriously, because it's really strange because people don't it doesn't periods I suppose you get told about at school you go into that lesson you're told about them half the girls are having them and half them aren't and you know you kind of then you learn by doing you learn yeah by having them um and then but when it comes to menopause I mean I do know my mum my mum was on HRT for a number of years so I think you know but she didn't I don't she never talked about maybe maybe it's because I was going maybe it's because I was a teenager and giving her hell I didn't I didn't recognize anyone else's problems but I um I didn't have I I don't I didn't know anything about this you know I feel like again I'm learning by by experience and googling I mean you know as I say and then there's other things going on in your life and you think well I don't know what's causing what and and that's fine but I'd quite like to just get an indication that it could be that and then at least I can listen go look I am moody but it's not my fault yeah and also what's equally annoying is in terms of uh when you want tests done like this I mean I don't don't have children through choice but uh when I wanted to have um hormonal tests I can't have it because there's no point because I'm not having kids and you're like that's not the point no I still (laughs) have yeah it's still impacting me yeah absolutely and it'd probably be similar for you in terms of well because of where you are it's not going to be something they'll do for for fertility so they don't see it as an urgent thing but you're like it's still impacting me and I mean the whole it's like the medical patriarchy is very alive and kicking oh my god the you know there's nothing you can do have a baby that will make it better just to go yes. and take painkillers um all of this stuff that we're told it just normalizes the experience that we're having and you almost mm. feel gaslighted because of mm. it um because you think am i going mad is this normal and you've got no point yeah. of reference because no one talks about it um yeah. and yeah i felt exactly the same way when i had my um diagnosis of endo mm. and i felt upset and annoyed because I knew I had it in like yeah. uh, instinctively but I wasn't able to get anyone to believe me that my experiences was thus and I needed to have these tests done <laughs> to and you can't do I anything I mean even if, even if you didn't have a even if you don't end up having any sort of treatment you, you know I could I could have known and said fine you know what I think I know what's going on here or my partner could point it out because you don't always know yeah <laughs> I think obviously it's everyone else. That's why I'm in a bad mood because everyone else <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. And because um, I'm very righteous <laughs> at that point. And um, yeah, but at least I could go fine. You know, a long walk actually helps me. And I could say, fine, let's take myself off for a long walk, get it out of my system. And, and you know, I, I could manage it better even if I'm not taking any medication. Yeah. Um, there's something about knowing. Um, and, and the same for other people, I you know, I want, actually, it's really helpful talking to you. I want to be able to say, for example, I want to be very open with my niece at some point and say, look, you know, this is what's going on. Actually, I, I, one thing I, I love, my sister is very open. She's got three sons and she's very open with them about, about 
women's stuff. You know, they've, they've watched her buy every sanitary product under the sun and she's explained to them why. And, um, and, and I think that's fantastic because it isn't, it's, it's also about men knowing how, yeah. what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, oh my God, totally. I, I mean, I know there are a lot of trolls on social media and mm. people love to be argumentative. So I do take that on board, but I got tagged in, um, in this uh, comment section of, I think it was like a podcast and they'd used a sanitary pad with blood on it. Now it was so um, contrived, like it was the neatest blood spot on a, on a sanitary pad. You know, it was, it was you telling me you're not symmetrical. Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mine seemed to go feral and on the outside, it's like everywhere yeah. else but the pad. I um, know. How many pairs of pants have we all thrown away? <laughs> yeah, totally. And the comments, like people were so disgusted by it and, and men were commenting and saying, you know, like, oh, this is disgusting. This shouldn't be like, no one needs to see this, put me off my dinner and all of this kind of thing. And I went through with the friends meme with Rachel, like no uterus, no opinion. Because uh, <laughs> I'm like, you can't, you absolutely need to talk about this. This needs to be, it's not disgusting. That actually was Blood. disgusting. Um, <laughs> like picture it was it was like it'd been drawn on in pen um and i think yeah it, it it does amaze me that um people can get their knickers in such a knot about it you yeah just, we wouldn't all be here without them no <laughs> i know but also you think how many how many medical programs like you know casualty type programs where you see or any films where you know there's been a fight and there's blood yeah, and you think, nobody cares about that yeah you got all this blood do you think that's okay it's okay to punch it out of somebody but my yeah. god forbid it comes out of you naturally yeah yeah totally totally um it really and like you say it's just half the time it's being heard it's asking a question and not always getting an answer because you can't always i mean everyone's period is different so it yeah. will depend like you say on um, the stress levels of being widowed or maybe having mm. a thyroid thing going on that will change your period so you can't yeah. always have like a definitive answer but just being heard and listened to and someone mm. saying yeah I hear that that's rubbish no that's yeah. not right let's see what we can do about it um, yeah is such I, a big I thing completely agree I think actually sometimes people want to explain it away and it's exactly as you've just said in fact sorry and the reason I mentioned the widow things because I actually feel like the widow things a bit like being it's a bit like a period it's not but in the sense that it's a thing that people don't talk about yeah. it's a thing that if you mention it people go quiet yeah and actually you know I've considered and I haven't done it yet and I think it's just too I haven't quite worked out how but I kind of want to talk about that on stage as well yeah. there are weirdly strange things that happen when you're widowed that sort of weirdly comical and, and not it's not funny clearly but it's it things that happen as a result of it yeah. are really peculiar and um and it's quite yeah it's quite it's quite interesting but yeah you can't mention that you can't mention periods yeah. well, actually these are really big things that affect me if i can't talk about them then i will go mad yeah um, oh i think you're absolutely right about the widowedness i i um is that the right terminology i don't know i don't know i like it we'll, we'll, but, we'll <laughs> but um I listened to a, a like a documentary on Radio Four about it, and everyone said the same thing. Like people, as soon as they mentioned it, people would go like yes. complete radio silent or give them the pity look or oh like, the head you know. on. And it's me. Really, it's I, I probably do it to other people. The head on this side. It's oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't hug me. Stop touching me. <laughs> Very much like when you um, say to people you don't have kids. 
Um, yeah. I never wanted kids, so oh. it's fine. But I get that. Oh, I'm like, I'm not barren. I just didn't want them. <laughs> it's fine. But, you know, it, I don't think that necessarily helps. But people don't really know what else to do, I guess. Um, no. But uh, yeah. they, they just you either ignore it or they do the thing which is, and it's nobody's fault, but they do the thing which is kind of, it's like over sympathy. Um, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think, yeah, people just don't know what to do, but it's a similar thing. And it's the sort of thing that people don't talk about. And I, and therefore we all avoid it. And I think yeah. that's just really bad because these are really important things. But, I mean, widowhood hopefully never happens, but if it's going to happen, let it only be once. Yeah. Well, it's every bloody month, literally every bloody month. And it's, we should, uh, you know, if we can't acknowledge that, then... Oh, my God, but it's quite the career, you know. You don't yeah. see that, it's quite the career. You have it for, like, 20 or, you know, 40 years, and 20 of that, you might yeah. well be leading. It might be, apart, from my, apart from my parents and my brother and sister, it is the longest relationship I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, <laughs> I feel the that. same way, like, as you, as you um, think about them going, like, there's lots yes. of pluses to that. You're like, oh, I don't have to worry about it again. But there's also kind of a significance about them well there is there as well for sure there is it definitely it definitely makes me feel it's a signifier of age yeah and um and all the other things i don't know you'll probably be able to tell me more about this but it's, there's all the other things that go with it around your estrogen levels dropping or whatever and which is around your skin how your skin starts changing <laughs> and you do suddenly start feeling like yeah you're kind of I'm older. I mean, it's fine. I've always been getting older every year of my life, but yeah. it's, it's a big thing. And it does feel like I've, I've, it, it does. It's really weird. I feel like I'm losing something yeah. that I, I kind of now desperately want to hang on to, even though it's been a pain. Um, <laughs> there is something amazing about moving into your, um, like your crone era of your, like the, the four women of your kind of circle of life, if you like. And I do, I, I do love the kind of, wise woman crony kind of stage like i love older women and the the like the oh fuck that shit they bring to the table they're like no patience for it and i i do love that they're very uh, bold i think think the stage i think once you see the transitions that are hard yeah it's like once you when when you're a child you're happy you're fine well hopefully you're happy you know then you go at the transition of sort of getting used to getting periods etc and hormones and then you probably get used to them or they settle down something something and you have that middle bit and then the transition to not having periods i think i think it's the transition that's a pain i'm definitely looking forward to the and i'm trying to get myself into the stage where i go it's okay it's okay lindsay there are women who are younger and it's okay you don't have to be jealous of them because you're younger too but (laughs) there's an awful lot of like oh for god's sake you know i'm noticing I, it's really weird. Sorry, it's just really. I feel really. I feel ashamed of that. I really compare myself to other women in a way I did when I was a teenager. Yeah. I didn't for many years. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I don't think. And now I do it again. Yeah. And that's re- That's really strange. I'm. I'm. What I'm going to have to try and do is compare myself to older women. Selves <laughs> 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 to the one that, the ones that look how you want to look. Compare the ones. Yeah, but that's how I, yeah, so that's another strange thing. It's just an age. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's hardly surprising given the complete um, obsession we have with youth culture. Oh, like, yeah. It, you know, everything is all about the younger woman. Mm. Um, and, you know, older women aren't celebrated even in media and 
you know, I mean, look at people like Helen Mirren and mm. uh, like Julie Walters and those, but they're just kick-ass. I love them. Yeah, they're but, fantastic. Um, we, d- we don't hear enough about those mm. kind of women and what they do. I mean, there's so many to mention, but yeah, you, there's definitely this kind of, but if you're not young and wrinkle-free and all the rest of it, then you're just going to become invisible. And yeah. that's what a lot of older women say. Like they, they, say yeah. they feel that they become invisible. And I think there's got to be some mischief we can make with that because I've always <laughs> wanted an invisibility cloak. And if I'm oh, going to yeah. get one because of my age, I'm like, Hey, we should go shoplifting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going I'm to play up to this. I am absolutely going to play up to this and see what I can get away with. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I always, I think if you can't, if you can't get mad or even with it, just get mischievous about these yeah. kind of things and yeah. dye your hair blue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, get a tattoo or something. I mean, yeah. that's the thing people say, oh no, it's a midlife crisis. I don't think it's that. I think it's like a midlife awakening. Yeah, like, really, I love that. I yeah. agree with you. It's There's like, let's just try this shit now because yeah. like, otherwise I might never get the chance to. So let's do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was that thing, isn't it? Well, you know, get a tattoo, you've got to have it for the rest of your life. And you go, yeah, but there's not so many of those years left now. So it's less of a risk. <laughs> I remember when I nursed, I used to love um, working with the elderly um, clients patients and uh, there was this one lady who had this uh, tattoo of a snake right down her back and she would have been probably about 75 80 when I was looking after her. she'd had surgery on her back actually and we were rolling her over to like wash her and stuff and she was like yeah. how's my tattoo and I was like, oh my god this is amazing and then you just have like these snippets of of uh insight into that this person once was young and youthful and had yeah. you know rocking body i mean she still did then but you know she had this massive yeah. snake tattoo and she would have been rocking it and and then i was uh, asking her all her questions about like you know her youth and 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 i think people really like that they like yeah. to have interest in you so i find older people fascinating like I'm yeah just like, wow like what did you do like i want to know about your life so, yeah. Um, no, I think it's we can we can. Um, it's like you can reach an age where you suddenly go right. I'm at an age now. I have to have my hair in a particular way. I have to dress in a particular yes. way. And you go, well, no, actually, I don't. I don't actually do any of those things. I can do whatever I feel like. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I can. I can leave my hair greasy. Yeah. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can leave my yeah, hair. Greasy. I am. I'm going grey. Like I don't dye my hair apart from my like greeny blue bit that I have in there and. Um, the bathroom mirror is harsh. My God, the light's brilliant, but it just shows every yes, like some lights are, aren't they? Yeah, that you may have in your face or hair. And uh, I do. I think. Oh, it's a shame. My hair. I'm losing my brown hair. I love it. Like it's such a lovely colour, very much like yours. And uh, yeah, it's all grey underneath. <laughs> but I just think, do you know what? I'll be rocking grey hair, and I'm not yeah. going to cut it short. I'm not going to have an old lady haircut. No, that's like long flowing locks. Completely. Completely. <laughs> go against the grain i don't care if i look like a witch i'll own that it's fine yeah. <laughs> we're going crone oh yeah full in it's like i am totally all in or nothing like there's no half measures with me so uh, like oh, yeah. honestly this is so lovely talking to you and hearing this because it's making me go yeah <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now willing my menopause and my gray hair yeah, totally totally plus the fact like when it's gray you can dye all sorts of colors and you don't have to worry about that's easy it. it's hard when it's dark isn't it yeah so i am quite looking forward to that for sure <laughs> so um how's your relationship with your body and stuff now like in terms with 
not not having had children and stuff that can be a real biggie for um yeah head round. um I, I've uh, I've never really liked my body. I guess nobody ever likes their own body, do they? Apart from the people you look at and you go, you "Bitch, that's the body I should have had." Um, I no, I spent all my well up until the age of five. My family nickname was Podge, uh, and then I obviously started <laughs> going long and thin. And I've been skinny, as the word that gets used, skinny pretty much all my life, and um, skinny and flat chested. Yeah, and um, which which is fine. And and actually, weirdly, it's a lot of people say, oh, you know, you're so lucky. But actually, most of my life I've spent being told, it being it's been said in a bitch way, oh, you're really skinny, oh, you know, you flat chest, you know, two, two aspirins on an ironing board, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and mostly by other women, actually, who make comments about that. So, so I've, I don't really like, I've never really liked my body. I've never felt sexy or anything like that. And as I've got older, in my 30s, or something about 30s, if anyone's 30 listening to this, love your 30s because yeah. I think that was my most confident uh, yeah. time there's something happens where mentally and physically you're, you you they, they they kind of align yeah um but yeah so I'm um and not having children I've it has benefits in terms of you know not kind of getting that muffin top I've got a little bit of one actually now but it's nothing to do with children that's just locking <laughs> lock lock or something else um, <laughs> muffins lock <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've um, yeah, so I've kind of I'm you know part of me thinks well, I'm you know there are benefits. Um, I don't have saggy bits because my body's gone sort of out and back in and whatever. But um, you know, it, yeah, I'm not I'm not I don't love my body. Yeah. Um, I've never really been one to sort of feel happy stripping naked and you know I'm much more likely to be sort of covering myself up and kind of feeling a bit ashamed that my boobs aren't big enough or or you know actually my bum's too big for my boobs because it doesn't matter what size your boobs are your bum's always going to be too big or whatever so um yeah so I've never really no I don't ever really love my body and I suppose as it's getting older um I'm loving it less (laughs) Do you know what? I say this to so many women. I went round the boob queue. I went round the boob queue, Lindsay, uh, like about 15 million times. You love boobs? Yes. Oh. And I don't really know how uh, because no one, no female in my family has humongous knockers like mine. I just don't know what happened. They just like, <laughs> landed on me. So I would, right, I would give you some if I could. Oh, we should do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> donated my boobs to so many people i'm like have some of mine i've got more than enough i don't know what happened but yeah yeah you're never quite happy with what you've got no whatever you've got i do i do look at women with small boobs and think oh that must be so nice not to always have to wear a bra and i remember seeing a lady cycling in costa rica that i can only say had like a handkerchief tied around her and i was like I'm so jealous. <laughs> like, it's just a string and a handkerchief. And I'm like, I wouldn't even cover up one. <laughs> I, so the thing is, I wouldn't wear something like that. Because, yeah. because I want to wear something that's going to make me look a little bit, but I push it up a bit and make me look a yeah. bit bigger. So I wouldn't wear the slinky stuff uh-huh. because I feel I haven't got enough to, to get away with it. So yeah, yeah it's, really, it's really odd. Yeah, I just don't feel, I have to say, I've never really felt in love with my body um having said that i don't i think i say in my 30s i'm not sure it's really weird i'm not sure i I particularly name that that era of my life i don't really think i thought about it too much yeah 30s Uh, is a good year but i am rocking my 40s 
I've just yeah. turned 40 this year and I'm oh. loving it so far. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going 50 next. Ne- yeah, next year. God, I thought it was this year from there. Uh, next year, 50. Yeah, nice. so I'm, I'm going to, I've decided. Really don't look it. I'm going to go every other decade. I'm going to go. But it's really funny. It's really funny because I, you know, I say about these skinny women, people, I know people will go, oh, you're lucky. I think I, I kind of get that, but that's not how I feel. I don't yeah. feel because, because actually, you know, the way it gets said to you, particularly when you're younger, I've always grown up with it being a negative thing. Yeah. You know, you're being criticized for it. You're being told you're too skinny, you're too tall. My yeah. feet apparently are too small for my height, I've been told. <laughs> my God, can you pick on anything else? <laughs> Why don't you fall over? Because I can walk. I'm not an idiot. Because yeah. <laughs> I learned when I was quite young. It was one of the first things I learned, actually, to stand on my own two feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. But it's amazing how much people want to comment on other people's bodies. Oh, my God. You know, I, don't think, I don't think I'd have half the hang-ups I have if it wasn't for the fact that people feel quite entitled to walk up and say, your boobs are too small, your boobs are too big, your feet are too small. Um, you know, I find that really odd. I, yeah. I really do and I think we grow up with it in particular I don't know maybe maybe it happens with folks as well but it happens with girls all the time yeah people say it's commenting go, well, why, why is why why are you telling me something one I already know and two I can't really do anything about unless I go under the knife which frankly just because you don't like the way I look doesn't mean say you know I'm not going to carve my body up for you yeah yeah totally but there was that um <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago there was a girl um or woman in the Daily Mail, I don't know who she was, and I can't remember her name, but she was uh, from Love Island, I think. Uh, <laughs> and she had a picture of her on a boat with a bikini, and apparently she had cellulite on her legs or something. And the comment section went feral on the Daily Mail of being really, really awful to her. She took it all like, she was like, I don't care, you know, took it all made brave face of it but I'm sure it probably did upset her because you know like you say just someone saying to you oh you've got small boobs on a one-to-one level can leave you with something so Christ knows what it must feel like on a national level um I've got cellulite I've had it all my life so have I and I'm just like it's got nothing to do with being fat or thin or anything it's just the way the fat sits under the skin yeah I've I've got it and it's I don't particularly like it but then you know what I don't want it on a national newspaper and people pointing at it (laughs) god you know what i would put my ass on the national newspaper and have everyone pointing at it if it made people stop doing what it would do do you know because i just think the people who are commenting probably have it themselves because i'm sure 99 percent of people have cellulite on some level uh or they're with somebody who probably has cellulite. i think i think there should be a law actually that if any photographer who takes a picture of a woman in a um semi undressed state next to that photo there should be a picture of their body yeah. I think it's just about saying, "Yeah, fine. If you want, if you want to, because there's a lot of these, and I think a lot of them I've set up. There was, there was something. I get these terrible pop-up things on my phone. I don't know what I've done. I've obviously looked at something seedy at some point. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> pop-ups telling me that yesterday I got told that um, I think it was Amanda Holden was sizzling in a tiny red bikini, and I thought, why do I care? <laughs> and I thought, well, one, I think that's a setup. But two, is that news? Oh my God, you know, oh my God, she has breasts. Who knew? I yeah. Mean, why is that news and I just but it's still happening and I think and it's trash it's trash yeah. uh news tra- papers and trash um tabloid tabloidy press but all those things are out there and we're told you know that well women burn their bras you know been through this whole kind of 
the big sort of feminist thing in the 60s. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I'm, I'm making it up slightly. But, you know, it, it hasn't changed. I don't think, I don't think, women talk about being empowered, you know, they can do that. And I think you're not being empowered. You're just, you're just dressing and, and exposing yourself in a way. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but you're doing it in a way to cause some sort of sensation, which means you're pandering to other people's desires, not your own. It's um, interesting today in the Guardian, there was, um, a, it was in Germany, there was a guy um, butt naked uh, chasing, chasing, a, chasing a wild boar that had nicked his laptop. Oh, it was just brilliant. Mm, if you haven't seen it, please go and look up the story. It's so funny. Um, but it did cross my mind. I was like, I wonder what that story would look like if it was a woman streaking oh. across there, you know? And I know yeah. that it, like, in the article it said that the person who'd taken the pictures had asked his permission and yeah. he was totally fine with it. And, you know, and, and I just thought, we've all laughed and we thought it's funny and the guy will go, his, him and his bum will go viral. Um, but I just <laughs> thought, I wonder what would happen if that was a woman. No, I agree. Um, there would be so many comments on her body um, yeah. uh, about, you know, whatever uh that i just think god yeah I, I, it's interesting it, i do find it very interesting yeah it would be it would it would, it would become something more sexualized rather than something actually it's just somebody's naked body oh well i mean you can't see nipples on i mean instagram they like ban nipples but you can have men can show their nipples women can't show their nipples and you're like they're the same freaking thing <laughs> nipples are nipples they're just, they're just closer to the camera <laughs> ridiculous not mine mine are further away from the camera um, lots of pictures on my instagram about like just sort of close-ups of men's nipples women's nipples you can't tell the difference and like you can't ban this because you don't know if they're women's or man or men's oh i like that stay on there but um yes oh that kind of stuff drives me mad drives me mad um yeah but (laughs) hey ho we have to keep up the good work so we do we do this is lovely (laughs) So um, I always end on this question. Uh, do you have any, like, a funny period story to share to our <laughs> listeners? You did say you thought of a story uh, when we were chatting earlier, um, when I said about... Oh, no. You see, that's the other thing, perimenopause. Memory goes. <laughs> well, there's, two, there's two things. Another one, which uh, something, well, there's two things I'll say. One, um, a number of years back, I had some really bad nosebleeds, and... Um, and I never have nosebleeds, but I happened to get a really bad period at the same time. And I woke up one morning in, um, and I was bleeding from both ends. <laughs> the, the, blood, the bed was just blood. blood. And I just, I literally just, I didn't want to stand up because I thought it might gush all over the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I had to deal with my nose. And, and I just literally didn't know, which, this isn't even funny. It's just awful. It was just bloody. It was horrific. I literally didn't know what, which end to deal with first. Yeah. And I was also... So busy stressing about the fact that I'd got, I'd, I had to, I had to go to work, but I also had to wash the sheets because <laughs> it was stain. Uh, and then the only thing I can't, this isn't one I can, well, I, you know, back to our earlier conversation, this isn't one I can tell people at work. Yeah, I, I should be able to, but I was like, I can't tell them I had to wash the sheets because <laughs> I had a blood bath from both ends. <laughs> um, that wasn't wasn't particularly funny, but that was. But one one thing it just keeps does crop up. Every now and then it crops up in a conversation with an old school friend, which is when I, I must have been quite stressed about my periods. And I was, you know, the whole thing of um, if you leave a tampon in too long, you get, you can get, I forgot which, that's the yeah. one, toxic shock. And um, I think I was a bit stressed about, about it um, because sometimes I've probably left them in too long. But I, I had a dream about 
<laughs> I had a dream that I went to the loo at school and I'd left one in too long and I took it out and um, <laughs> there was a bumblebee on it, which in my dream meant that it had been in there too long. <laughs> and I told my, uh, people do remember things, really horrible things. But so I did tell my friend this, like the next day I was going, oh my God, this dream was a bumblebee. And one of my friends, bearing in mind this is now 35-ish years later. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me. I love it. It had a bumblebee on it. <laughs> no, it was weird. It was one of those dreams I woke up and thought, well, that was weird. But yeah, in my head, that was what. So yeah, so, so anyone listening, if you do find a bumblebee on your tampon. <laughs> you just left it in too long. Don't worry about toxic shock if you've got a, a bumblebee on your tampon. You've got bigger things to worry about. <laughs> you're developing a hive. <laughs> do watch out it can sting <laughs> yeah so yeah no i've had um oh just it's just horrible aren't they <laughs> they're just horrible they can be uh, just, they can be for sure um, yeah yeah anyway yeah i'm looking forward to not having them now this has been really therapeutic <laughs> very very welcome my work here is done <laughs> well, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you today thank you so much for your Thanks. time and um yeah well, all your, um, I'll pop all your uh, links and stuff in the show notes. So if anyone wants to find you out and when we're back into the real world, um, yeah, we can go and seek you out and watch Brilliant. talented shows. <laughs> all right, my love, take care. All right, cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved it, feel free to leave a comment and give us a follow. You can find more information on my website, thewellwomanproject.com or come find me on the grid on Insta or on my Facebook page. You can also drop me an email, Gemma at thewellwomanproject.com. Any information we've shared today will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Big love, Gem. <laughs>